So it was 6 a.m. in the morning. I've woken up in my typical fashion with a massive anxiety, that combination of a hangover with a panic attack. I'm shaking, I'm sweating, my liver's hurting, I'm nauseous. And I realized that I could not stay in that sense of suffering any longer. That if I did, I wouldn't be on this planet much longer. And the second thing is I knew that I needed to take action. That if I didn't take action in that moment, I would delay the decision and I'd later talk myself out of it. And then I'd do what we all do, is I'd start to forget about how painful the experience has been. I'd start to make excuses as to why I couldn't change or didn't need to change. Hello, this is Jerry Henderson, and welcome to the Permission to Love podcast, where we discuss how we can give ourselves the permission to love ourselves. We're working to build a community where self-love is normalized. I'm so grateful that you're here, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's episode of the Permission to Love podcast. I'm your host, Jerry Henderson, and I'm really grateful that you are here today. So today, I want to go ahead and continue our series on the healing journey. Uh, but before I get into it, just want to remind you that if you haven't had a chance to follow or subscribe, please take a moment to do that. just want to make sure you don't miss out on any future episodes that are coming up. So I want to start today's episode with a bit of a personal story, a little bit of vulnerability uh, from my side, to talk about my journey of waking up and that moment that happened for me and then the corresponding action that I knew I needed to take that day in order for change and healing to begin to happen in my life. So it was 6 a.m. in the morning. I've woken up in my typical fashion with a massive anxiety, that combination of a hangover with a panic attack. I'm shaking, I'm sweating, my liver's hurting, I'm nauseous. All of it's happening, all of it's beginning to overwhelm my system. So I get up, I get out of bed, and I walk into the kitchen, and I grab a bottle of vodka, I began to down the vodka and chase it with water, knowing that that at that time was the only solution to stop the panic attack, to stop the shaking, and to put the withdrawals at bay a little bit. So my first attempt, drink it, doesn't stay down, it comes up, so then I have to try it again, and that's pretty normal at this point. And then, you know, after probably about three times, I'm able to finally hold it down, and then I'm getting to the point where my shakes are stopping a little bit. I'm beginning to get rid of some of that anxiety, uh, but I know I'm not fully there yet. So I grab my bottle of vodka and I go sit on the couch and I just begin to sit there and drink. And as I'm drinking, I'm beginning to reflect on the commitment that I'd made to myself the night before, which was in the morning, I was going to figure out how to taper off of alcohol, how to get sober. Uh, and then all of a sudden I find myself on the couch drunk by 9 a.m., and I'm just overwhelmed with this sense of depression and hopelessness and sadness. And even getting to that place where I'd been before of borderline suicidal. My daughter walks into the room because she's staying with me during this season. It's my 24-year-old daughter. She walks in. She sits at the couch next to me. And after a few minutes, she looks over at me and she says, Are you okay? Is everything okay? And I had that tone in her voice of, a little bit of panic and fear, and it just broke me in that moment, and I just began to cry. I couldn't withhold the tears. They just came out of me, and I looked at her, and I said, no, I'm not okay. I've got to make a change. Today, I need to go to rehab, so I immediately picked up the phone, called a really good friend of mine, and I said, hey, Rick, I've got to go to rehab, man. I need some help. I've got to change, 
And he said, absolutely, he would come over. So within an hour and a half, he came over to the house and started the process of helping me uh, get ready to go into rehab, helping me find the right place to go. And later that day, I'd get checked in uh, to rehab within about four hours after that phone call. So two things really happened for me in that moment. One, grace came to me and woke me up. And I realized that I could not stay in that sense of suffering any longer, that if I did, I wouldn't be on this planet much longer. And the second thing is I knew that I needed to take action, that if I didn't take action in that moment, I would delay the decision and I'd later talk myself out of it. And then I'd do what we all do, is I'd start to forget about how painful the experience has been. I'd start to make excuses as to why I couldn't change or didn't need to change. And I knew that if I didn't make a decision in that moment, I probably wouldn't change at all. I share that story as a part of my personal journey about what we're going to talk about today, which is the second A on the healing journey, which is action. Last week, we talked about the process of awakening. How do we come to a place where we realize that we need to change, that we have to change, and that we can't stay the same way, and that we choose to love ourselves enough to wake up to the fact that we're worthy of change? And then today, we're talking about that second A, which is taking action, what I often like to call corresponding action, action that corresponds to the change that you want to make. And so just as a quick review, this is a multi-series about the healing journey Last week, we talked about awakening. I encourage you to go back and listen to that episode if you haven't had a chance to do so. Today, we're talking about action. The next one, we're going to talk about how do we start to address the root or the issues of the things that are coming up, addressing those things. Uh, Then the fourth one is going to be about how do we then begin to assess our journey? Like, how are we doing? How do we begin to assess how we're growing? And then the final one is going to be about how do we find acceptance on our journey? How do we love our story, heal that story, and accept ourselves where we're at along the path? So let's go ahead and start diving into that second A of action. So you've decided that you need to change. You've decided that you want to heal, that you're worthy of healing. What do you do? Well, you have to take action. You have to take some type of action that shows your brain that you're serious about changing. Now, the first thing that I want to remind people of is that taking action isn't always easy. And I'm not here to talk about just a motivational speech of just do it, because later we'll start addressing some of the things that block us, that keep us from taking action, even though we really want to, but we just can't seem how to do it. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But the reality is there is no substitute for taking a corresponding action to the change that you want to make. Now, one of the biggest things or one of the biggest mistakes I see people make is that they delay that action. They go through this process. If they make a decision, I want to change, I need to change, but then they delay action and then they start to default back into the old behavior. So they decide to change, but then they delay that change and then they fall back into the old behavior. So how can we prevent that from happening? How can we make sure that we take action on the change that we want to make? Because the bigger the gap between my decision to change and me actually taking action to change directly corresponds with how likely I'm going to fall back into old patterns. So how do we begin to take action? 
Well, the first thing is I think we have to start by understanding why we haven't taken action or why we're unwilling to take action in the past, because you probably know that you need to change or that you need to heal. And you might have even tried to change in the past, and that's kind of caused you to give up on trying to change or to lose hope. So we want to go in and we want to start doing the work of understanding why we're not taking action. Because once again, this isn't just a motivational speech of get up, just do it, make something happen happen because people who've dealt with trauma and shame often don't respond well to that type of motivation. There's a piece of us that needs to be healed. There's a layer of us that needs to have compassion shown towards it so that it can open up to us so that we can understand why we haven't been making the changes. What are the things that are preventing us? Well, the first thing, you might be stuck in freeze mode. You know, we talk about with trauma, the response or danger, stress responses, of fight, flight, freeze, and fawn, you might be stuck in that freeze mode. And that might have been years ago that you experienced something, but you're stuck and you feel like you can't take action. No matter how hard you try, you feel paralyzed. You try to get up, you try to move forward, but you almost feel like there's a force that's pulling you backwards and sitting you back down in the seat anytime you try to make a change. Well, that's that freeze that feels like, I want to, but I can't. I know I need to, but I don't know what to do. And so you're frozen. The second thing is you might be in flight mode, that you're procrastinating, avoiding that change because you're afraid of what that change might mean, or you're afraid of the work that that's going to require. So you're stuck in this you know, flight mode. You're running away from the problem instead of deciding to take action. The other thing I want to ask you to do is maybe reflect on where you feel that in your body. When you decide to take an action and you feel this resistance, where do you feel that? Do you feel it in your gut? Does it feel like anxiety or fear? I mean, that might be an indication that you're in flight mode, this panicky feel, you want to run away from it. Do you feel it in your chest or in your heart? It just feels heavy and it feels overwhelming and a sense of sadness or depression even around the idea of making change. And maybe that means you're in that freeze mode. I don't know. Once again, I'm not a licensed therapist, just somebody sharing my story. Maybe you feel it in your throat and you just feel like that maybe your voice and what you've wanted and what you've advocated for for yourself in the past has been dismissed and has been ignored. So you feel kind of shut down and you've stopped speaking up for yourself, even though you know you need to make some changes. So examining our body and understanding where we're feeling this can tell us a lot about where we need to heal and what we need to address so that we can even take the action that we want to take. And just a reminder, one of the greatest gifts you can give yourself on your healing journey is the gift of curiosity, which then leads to self-compassion. Because as you become curious about the parts of yourself that are resisting action, and you become curious about where you're feeling it in your body, what that does is that starts to open that part of yourself. Because listen, as long as you're judging that part of yourself, it's going to stay closed. Judgment and curiosity do not coexist. And so becoming curious about what's going on with you starts to open that part up. And then you begin to understand what that part's trying to tell you. Why don't you want to move forward? What are you afraid of? What's going on with you? And when you start to dial in on that, then we can start moving past that feeling of, I can't take action. I can't move forward. And you start to actually see progress because you're opening up to yourself.
Now that leads me to my second point, which is around suspending judgment and practicing self-compassion. You know, a big part of the healing journey is becoming our own advocate and not being our own adversary. And a lot of times we're judging ourselves because we're not taking action or we committed to take an action and we didn't do it. And like I said, as we begin to understand why we don't do it, uh, that helps us. But then we also have to be gentle with ourselves when we don't take the action that we committed to. Now, why is that so important? Well, because we're changing the energy with ourselves. Self-judgment, huge demotivator, right? It's not going to get you to take action. I want you to think about it this way. Have you ever shared with somebody an idea that you had? or a new project that you were going to do, or a career change, or you were going to start that business, or you're going to lose weight, or whatever that thing was that you shared with somebody, and then they started to tell you all the reasons why you couldn't do it, that you'd messed up in the past, or you're just not that type of person, or they begin to shame you, or whatever that is, they really start to make you feel bad about yourself, and that really begins to demotivate you, and so you don't take the action. Now, you might be the type of person that when somebody says that to you, it actually fuels you, but I would say that if that's the person that lives in your head, that if you have that demotivator living inside of your head, it's going to be very difficult to take action. So we're going to change the narrative to one that is gentle towards ourselves. So if you haven't listened to the episode about healing the inner critic, I encourage you to go listen to that because it can really help with this process. Is what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to be gentle even in the times that you committed to take an action and you didn't take that action. Because what often will happen is when we don't take the action, we just start beating ourselves up. See, you committed to do something, you decided you were going to change, and you don't. What that's doing is it's putting an overall energy in your body to not move forward, to not take action, a depressing low energy of demotivation. So if we're going to take action, we have to suspend those stories. We have to stop that narrative and find a new, more positive narrative. Even if it's the 100th time that you've tried to change and you didn't, listen, it's that one more time, that one more action when you think you can't, that actually becomes the breakthrough moment in many cases. You know, I just want to pause and I want to say, I know or I bet that you're tired. I know I was tired. And I was tired of trying to make changes. I was tired of beating myself up. I know I was tired of the voice that was inside of my head that just kept telling me that you'll never change. You're not ever going to be able to be the person that you want to be. All of that, man, it just makes us weary. And if you're weary and if you're tired, man, that's a really tough place to start making decisions from, to start making action to happen from. So a part of what I want to encourage you to do is see that part of yourself that's tired, to see that part of yourself that's weary, and love that part of yourself. Stop judging that part of yourself. That part needs you. It needs you to be its advocate. Can you give that part of yourself, can you give yourself the gift of being your advocate along the journey? Listen, you fall down, you got to get back up and don't judge yourself for falling down. You know, if you're hiking with somebody and they trip or they fall, 
You don't sit there and judge them, and you especially don't make them go start all the way back at the beginning of the path and move forward from that point, right? And we think that about ourselves. We often think, well, I messed up, I fell down, I I didn't take the action, so I just got to start all over, and I never seem to make progress. No, wherever you're at along your journey, and you fall down, and you get weary, and you feel like you can't go any further, it's okay to rest, it's okay to not judge yourself. And you haven't ruined everything. You don't have to start all over. Give yourself the gift of loving that part of yourself that's tired. It needs you. So let's go ahead and move on to the third thing, which is beginning to ask ourselves, what do you need? What do I need? So we've gone through the process of examining maybe why we're stuck, that we feel like we can't take action. We've decided that we're going to suspend judgment and practice self-compassion. And that self-compassion is beginning to open ourselves up. And we begin to ask that question then in a very loving way, what do you need? Because as we identify what we need, we can then do a corresponding action around that need. And we're going to get into a lot more of that when we get into the next episode about addressing some of the core root issues, which that will reveal a lot about what we need. But for the time being, you can simply ask yourself that question, and it might come up to you that, I need to feel safe. I don't feel safe. And then you can determine, like, what's one action that I can do to feel more safe? You may say, I need to feel like my voice is being heard. Like, What's one action that you can do to make your voice feel heard? You might say, well, I need to like stop drinking. Well, what's a really clear action? And I know it's clear, but it's not simple that you can take to stop drinking. And it's not always just to not drink. It might be something else to say, I need to go to an AA group, or I need to get into therapy, or maybe I do need to go to rehab. Whatever that decision is, it can come to you. It can come from your own heart as you begin to investigate and ask, what do I need? So that leads me to the fourth point, which is about asking yourself, what is one action? one action that you can take. So we want to make it simple. We don't want to make it complicated. We often think that change is this like massive thing that we have to do overnight, but really change is about micro decisions that we make, little adjustments. You know, they talk about if you're just a little bit off in sailing, it's going to lead you to a whole different destination by the end of that journey. So just a little adjustment. Don't overwhelm yourself because we often will go, you know, I need to change. And so we make this grand plan. It's unachievable. And we're setting ourselves up for failure. So what we're doing in this investigation process is, hey, what's that one thing that I could do today? I could do right away that will show myself that I'm serious about change, that will show myself that I love myself and I'm worthy of changing. Because remember, We're teaching our brains by showing our brains that we're serious about taking action, that we are committed to a new course and we're committed to our healing. And remember, you're not going to always feel like doing it, especially if you're in the freeze mode. You're not going to feel the energy to want to do this. And so we're trying to get very simple, just giving ourselves something to move towards And when you're doing these actions, they might feel really foreign to you, right? When you say, what do I need? I need love. 
And then you say, well, what is a loving action I can do for myself? Well, I can go treat myself to something. And then all of a sudden you feel guilty about treating yourself to something. Remember, that's just a neural pathway that's been ingrained in your brain to believe that you're not worthy of doing things for yourself. So it's going to feel foreign, but taking that action that feels foreign or that feels like you don't want to do really does set you on the path. And when you take that action, this is really important, celebrate it. Give yourself the gift of celebrating the fact that you took an action. We're really good at beating ourselves up when we don't take an action. And we're really bad about giving ourselves encouragement, love, and celebration when we do take an action. Because what we're trying to do, once again, is release that energy, release those emotions, release those chemicals that get excited about us taking an action and want more of that, more of those positive actions and those positive chemicals. I mean, all of it wired together to show ourselves that, yeah, we're serious about taking action and then giving ourselves the motivation to keep taking those actions. Now, if in this process, you feel like you get stuck, you can't figure out like what action to take, I want to challenge you. I want to encourage you to do an exercise. I want you to sit with yourself, and I want you to envision the version of you that you want to be, or the version of somebody that you aspire to be. You might see somebody who you really admire them and the change that they've made, and you see that that could be a person that maybe you could become or you could go on that kind of journey as well. Or I think is a better approach is to simply imagine what would be the absolute best version of you, your highest self. How does that person act? What does that person do? How does that person talk to themselves? Because you're trying to get into that state to go, you know what, if that person were treated that way, they probably would take this action to begin to move away from that relationship or that type of treatment. Or, you know, if that person really had a goal in mind and they really wanted to make a change, I think that they would do this. So that gives you some ideas about what would be an action to take, because you are trying to move towards that highest version of yourself that is in there, that you're starting to shed the layers, really, that are hiding that authentic version of yourself, that highest version of you that is love, that is beautiful. We just got things stacked on it that we need to take action to begin to remove that from our life. So take that time and sit and go, what would that part of me do? How would that part of me act? And then that will probably give you some actions to start to take. Now, finally, after we've gone through this work, right, we've done the work of really examining why we're stuck, why we're not taking action. We've decided to give ourselves compassion. We've become curious. We've asked what we need. We've begun to identify an action that we can take. Guess what? Now we take an action and we try to close the gap between our desire to make that action happen or to make that decision and the time to actually do it. Once again, that's why it's important to do something simple or something that you can just move towards that hopefully you can do in that day or in the next week and go ahead and start to take that action. That's going to be key, right? No matter what we say, no matter how much we're committed to change, if we don't start to take an action, nothing changes. So the final thing is to go ahead and take the action. Now, if you don't, once again, we're going to go back to the other point, which is don't shame yourself, don't judge yourself, love yourself 
even in not taking that action, and then just commit to do it again, and just commit to do it again and again until you do it. You're learning to walk in a new direction. So give yourself grace when you stumble. Give yourself mercy when you just can't seem to figure it out or you feel so demotivated. Maybe you need a friend to encourage you, to hold you accountable. Whatever you need to try to make those actions happen in your life. Listen, you're worthy of those actions. You're worthy of your own love, as I always say. So take that action. So write it down. And then you're going to commit to a certain time frame to make that decision happen. Once again, hopefully that day or hopefully in those next few moments. And then you're going to begin to move towards that new and highest version of yourself. And just an encouragement, you can do this. You can change. You can take the action that you need. I really believe in you. You know, if I did it and I can do it where I felt just so hopeless, and I know others who've done it. Listen, that narrative that's in your head that says you're the only one who can't change, that you can't do it, that's just a pattern. It's just an addiction to shame or thinking negatively about yourself. I had the exact same thing. Thought I was the only person who wasn't going to be able to make the changes. You can. I believe in you. I'm grateful for you, and I'm grateful that you're here listening to this podcast as a step, as an action to learn about how you can learn to give yourself permission to love yourself. Well, that's it for today's episode. Thank you for being here. Thank you for taking your time to watch and to listen. So I do have a few quick announcements. One, I started a YouTube channel. It's at Jerry. A. Henderson, the same as my Instagram. You can find me on YouTube where I'm now doing video podcasts. So if you're interested in a video podcast, you can watch it there. Or if you're on YouTube, you're actually watching this right now. That's the first announcement. The second is that I want to encourage you to sign up for my newsletter. You can sign up at jerryhenderson.org forward slash newsletter, or you can simply go to the show notes in this episode and follow the link there. And finally, if you do need coaching to help you on your journey of healing your relationship with yourself, becoming the highest version of yourself, giving yourself permission to love yourself, I do offer coaching. I've got a three-month program, and I also have other sessions that you can be a part of. So you can see the link in this show notes episode to find out more information, or you can go to jerryhenderson.org forward slash coaching. And you know, one of my favorite things about doing this podcast is hearing from you. You're the reason why I started this podcast. I just wanted to take my story and my journey and offer it up to see if it could help other people learn how to love themselves, how to address shame in their life, and really begin to heal their relationship with themselves. And so hearing from you is a gift. So you can find me at Jerry A. Henderson on Instagram. Send me a DM, make comments there. You can also send me an email at jerry at jerryhenderson.org love to hear from you. Love to have questions from you. So whatever you want to share with me, feel free to reach out to me there. And remember, as always, you are worthy of your own love.